Hello and welcome back to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm David. I'm here with Rob. Hello. James. Hello. And Jamie. You alright? No. No, I live in Britain, so I am not alright. <laughs> Is this a recent development, David, or...? Uh, no, unfortunately not. It's it's a very fucking long going thing. Terminal, you might say. Um, oh dear. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, tonight's episode, we are going to look at some things in the news and a couple of articles, all of which have a lovely repeating theme of brain worms. Uh, everyone that we cover in this is fully infected, and they are also terminal. Yummy, delicious, love it. Mm, yes. So let's just fucking kick off, will we? Let's not fuck about. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the brain worms in Dominic Rab. <laughs> a man consisting mainly of brain worms, so you're going to have to be more specific than that. Yes. Yeah, I think we're going to need to tease this one out, David. Come on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's now the fucking Justice Secretary. Uh, Christ, yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, you forgot about that, didn't you? How the fuck? So, oh. <laughs> just, just put it out of his mind defensively. <laughs> So, Dominic Rabb has announced a bunch of uh, fun reforms to prisons. Oh, I love prison reforms. They're my favourite. Yes. I, I'm, I'm going to assume that it's, it's abolitionism, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Must be, right, David? Nope. No, it's not. It's not. No, it's, um, it, it's chain gangs and, like, fucking uh, shooting anyone they find with heroin. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's almost that- the same. It's not far off, yeah. No. Uh, so no. he's got a few separate points that he's laid out in the Telegraph, so I thought we'd go through them. So we have his first point, and bear in mind, this is the list of all the things he wants to do. This is the first thing he brought up. More X-ray body scanners. What? Yes. Okay. So, so, we- so, so what we were safe to, safe to assume his mate owns an X-ray body scanner business. <laughs> yep, that's exactly where I'm at as well, Jamie. Or or he's been watching Total Recall again. It's fitting that he's writing this in the Telegraph because he's a fucking pole. So when are we supposed to scan them more? When they come in or when they come back from lunch? It's it's, it's when anyone comes in. It's to tackle drugs, knives and phones. Drugs. (laughs) Famously that thing that airport x-ray scanners have been able to stop for decades now. Mm, Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, so that's that's something. Oh, you see, first you set up the X-ray scanners, and then you like get the CIA to list all of the drugs coming into Britain with that chemical they give you when you do an MRI. MRI. <laughs> <laughs> well, drugs are quite a big focus throughout this, as you would probably expect from oh. the Tories who love to just blame shit on drugs. Mm. Um, one of the other things that Raven tends to do is assessing offenders for addiction on entry to prison. That's mm. actually quite good. That's yeah. not a bad thing. Okay, in and of itself. And simultaneously, so yeah, in and of itself, that could be good. But, simultaneously, reduce the over-reliance on opiate substitutes like methadone and focus more on longer-term, abstinence-based treatment. That's bad. Fuck. Oh, good, the thing that works so well everywhere, abstinence-based treatments. I can't think of a situation where just say no didn't work out. Welcome to jail, put them in solitary, they're doing cold turkey. Again, I can't see what could possibly go go wrong with this particular way of of approaching things. I mean, like, ever since Nancy Reagan, we haven't had a drug problem, so I don't even (laughs) know why we're doing this. Because it plays well with the kind of fucking goblins that read the mail. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I actually buried in this. Like, if you if you just immediately go to real politics mode and say, "Well, fucking abolition's clearly not going to come from them," but maybe some good things could potentially be made out of this. There are a couple of little nuggets of like, that's actually not a terrible idea. But then, obviously, mm-hmm. the implementation of it's well, fucking horrible. I'm I'm going to go ahead and say there will be no good good things that come of this, and I base this on you know nothing but no experience of life in Britain, but watching it. I think I think this is this is fucking uh, Rab taking a run up to we should summarily execute anyone caught like dealing drugs within like four miles of a school or something like that. You know what I mean? That's the next. That's the next big battleground in the uh, culture war. No, it'd be it'd be stepping on Pretty Patel's toes there, though. Yeah. Uh, the next point they comes up with is a prisoner education service. Mm. Again, that's not a terrible thing. That's not that's yeah, not terrible. Like, sorry, it's like you know, it, 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 I've got this principle of the Tories, right? Which uh-huh. is if they say something that sounds like it's a good idea. It's actually because they've had to put a, a nice little gloss on this one because uh-huh. in reality, what they're going to do is so fucking awful and evil. I'm going to say all of the courses they offer are going to be vocational. Mm-hmm. Is a I mean, almost certainly, yeah. Can prisoners use their uh, three thousand quid um, skills wallet for for this? You reckon? Or... <laughs> no fucking clue. Um, however, like Jamie said, it's it's going to be vocational, but that feeds into the next problem which is not only are they going to get more education, there'll be more work for prisoners. Ah, And I've got a quote from him here. I want to see a step change in the drive to get inmates and offenders released on licence into work. We know it reduces re-offending by giving ex-offenders a regular pay packet, stability in their lives, and a stronger sense of self-esteem. Right, so we're doing America, basically. We're going to make yes. the prisoners into slaves. Got you. Yeah, okay. some real fucking Calvinist bullshit. Yeah. Uh, also, I was just looking up, and Rob, I can I can confirm that they're not going to have their skills wallets um, in the prison. That's not oh, going to be applicable. Rats. Yeah, okay. you know, I mean, that's what, that's, they, that's that's what they're going to be. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it makes sense, because that's what they're going to be probing with the x-ray machines. Ah, okay. Fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. So the prisoners Um, will get get some education, but mainly they will just be working on the the railroad or the live long day or something like that, I assume. uh, Yeah, yeah. That's kind of going to be the the, the long and short of it, yeah. So any vocational stuff will probably be geared up towards whichever um, private companies that they have some sort of deal with, where they provide some sort of work for Amazon warehouses. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll go in and do the work for them and be paid fucking... No, peanuts. it won't be Amazon warehouses for a variety of different reasons, um, mainly to do with like prison contraband and a bunch of other shit. What it's going to be is it's going to be call centres. I was going to say, um, I was going to say, pick for Britain, agricultural labour. <laughs> Seriously, it also, also clean, possibly, yeah, yeah, don't know. Clean line, for I the Queen's ghost. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, there's some other. There's some other vague bullshit that goes on about here, like resettlement passports, and it just sounds like a, a checklist of release, basically. It doesn't really sound like anything drastically fucking innovative or useful in any real way that's probably not already done. Uh, I think they were just looking to make seven points rather than six, and that's why they added that in. The next one we have is technology. Technology to give prisoners wider in-cell access... That's in dash cell. That's how they're going to solve the problem of incels, like not having anyone to fuck. <laughs> See, I was about to say, like, giving them access to incels doesn't actually solve both problems. <laughs> More anime in prisons. <laughs> 
So that that more access um, in their cells to education <laughs> yes. and training courses, and to again this is a quote here: enable them to interact with medics to improve their mental health and stay the course on addiction programs uh, to get, get them off to the f- drugs. Get to fuck. But, Wait, wait, to get them off the drugs, which are often responsible for crime in the first place. Oh, fuck right off. That amazing. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, so we're bringing uh, uh, telehealth into the UK by stealth, because that's what that is. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's, that is well, what it is. Prisoners will have access to training and education over the internet via computer terminals or tablets in their cells after they have been vetted to ensure they will not abuse the privilege. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, if you're, li- if- I, I, I just, you know what I mean. As if, like, as if, fuck it, you know what I mean. This, this is actually a great policy because, like, you know what I mean. The kind of dipshit that would work as a prison guard deserves to have to look at the kind of grot that they're gonna fucking have to like police. <laughs> do you know what I mean? As see, a result of this. See, I, I like that idea, but the sad reality of it is that the United States has this shit locked down hard. Like, they're pretty far ahead in terms of immiserating prisoners and locking down everything they use. So I think this is going to be the thin end of a wedge, which will ultimately lead to that system they have in the US where you don't actually get in-person visits. You have to use, like, a a, fo- a, a camera phone system that you pre- prepay credit for. Yeah, that That's costs, where like, it ultimately that costs like, $10 a minute or something insane like that. Yeah, I was reading really about insane. that while I go. It's disgusting. Yeah, I think this is where this is headed. But actually, David, yeah, can well, ask a question. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna give the prisoners jobs, they need something to spend that money on. So yeah, they see, can pop that... out for twenty pensions, <laughs> is it? Uh, I'm not. I'm not even kidding. It's it's like it's company town bullshit is where it heads, right? Yeah. So you come up with things for them to spend the money on, which actually puts it back to the people who are etc. 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 David, I've got a question. Mm-hmm. Um, this is slightly wide of a subject area, but is related. Is this all because the government's been dinged for like not being law-abiding and breaking rules and for the Christmas party shit and all the rest of it? And is it at all related to Boris and his fucking police jacket and police beanie and police corona mask and police oh, underwear, well, probably? I'll, I'll go on to that in just a second. That's, yeah. that's my next fucking bit of brain worms. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a fucking strategist for I, this government. I, if I was, I'd be doing a better job of it. Uh, well, fortunately, we do have a strategist in our midst, so I think we should, you know, uh, you know, physician heal thyself, James. I'll, what do you think it is? <laughs> it's almost like I was asking a question rhetorically, Rob, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, here's the thing. All this, this tough-on-crime stuff, tough-on-crime is like the basic drumbeat of, like, the Conservatives, right? It's the thing mm-hmm. they can always fall back on because it's got basically no downsides from their perspective. And it feels to me like a regressive, reactionary, almost panic move. I don't read this necessarily as Rab like bolstering his like leadership potential, though it probably no. is that too. I think this is just reaction for look, our government is our government is not criminal. Our government is tough is tough on crime, and uh, you know, oh, quick, kick off a drug war, D- distract them, you know, throw down a smoke bomb of cocaine that was setting on fire. Honest, we're not snorting it. <laughs> like it, I think that's kind of what it is. Would be I don't my even kind know that it is that. I genuinely think it is. If it's a distraction from anything, the policy announcements are all distractions from uh, Omicron. That's pretty much what it's going to be well, the moment because it, that's the biggest it, fuck up that they can really have attributed see, to them at the moment with material see, impacts. I, I think that's that's a very strong argument. That's a part of it. I don't know. It's it's hard to judge. Like what what is yeah. any one thing in a situation? But yeah, the Omicron, it's also like you said. This is this is the fucking. This is the baseline for the Tories as well. Yeah. Like it's just it's been a while since they've done anything like this, so they're probably overdue just farting some shit out. 
Yeah. It's also like the the thing about the Omicron is that um it's not really getting hit in the media the same way as like their other shit is. Yeah, the media yeah. is conspicuously silent on the fucking poor handling of COVID a lot of the time. So yep. that's why I lean more towards the other shit. But, but yeah, because I mean, like, there's still there's still time to do something about their poor handling of COVID. Like a Christmas yeah, exactly. party that happened yeah. last year, and unless someone's got a fucking DeLorean handy, there's nothing going to be done about that. <laughs> yeah, you're 100 percent right, Jamie. Absolutely, 100. Like seriously, with my professional hat on, yeah, I'd say so. Like, I think that really is quite that simple. I think once Omicron reaches a point where essentially it's all completely fucked and there's nothing to be done about it, and there's more, many more thousands dead then the media will start making hand-wringing articles about it, which will still excuse the government and go, well, there wasn't really any good options. So, yeah. fuck them. Anyway, David, this list you're making... Oh, sorry, that Rab has made. Yeah, my, my list looks very different from this list. Um, <laughs> no, that, that's, that's pretty much it. The seventh point is more prison officers. 5,000 oh, more prison officers. Yay, okay. 5,000 more prison um, officers. Is this alongside the 20,000 more police officers and the... Yes, prison uh, officers are different from police officers. Yeah, yes. they, they are d- a different um, category. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, prison, prison of officer. This... Try and imagine a cop, but more pathetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. mean, they're, they're called the they're called the screws for a reason. Like they are, yeah. you know. It, it, strangely enough, right? Um, I knew someone who went to prison once, and he told me a little bit about it. And he said that the cops actually get a fair bit of respect in prisons. Not like a lot, right? Obviously, they're cops, but they more get a fair the, bit. More than the officers in the prison do. Well, well that's the thing, right? The way, the way it kind of works, like he said he thinks it goes like this. The cops caught them. Therefore, they've kind of got to have a grudge and respect for them. They can't put them down too far. They're basically putting themselves down. Because if the person who caught you is absolute shit, then that, what does that make you, right? But the screws, on the other hand, can't fucking stand. And it's mainly because they're so inconsistent and, like, they're real petty tyrants, most of them. Like, you know, mean, really kind of... My dad was a prison officer. <laughs> the, the law deepens, Jamie. Like, uh, that, that, that fits. That fits very well with your description of him so far. Fucking hell. Is your dad... Was your dad, like, the worst person in the world and just by virtue of, like, rebelling on each and every point that he occupied, you've ended up being, like, the ideal shitpost podcaster. No, because as the worst guy in the world, he did occasionally make a good point, and that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Continuing the theme of uh, drugs and the theme of brain worms, uh, Boris Johnson has said that drugs are bad and scary. Are they? I this thought was they worth, were cool. Uh, yeah, and good. this was this was worth news. Uh, was he uh, sniffing a lot when he said it, David? <clears throat> uh, passed. Didn't, was didn't he, have a was video he shaking it, slightly on the spot and glancing wildly around the room as he was saying it? <laughs> did he look like he could see Birdmen? Again, I did say that Boris Johnson said this. <laughs> Drugs are driving a lot of misery, and we can fix it. They are not going we to make you happier. Needed. Doubt. <laughs> Doubt. <laughs> they are not going to make you more successful. driving the big truck Doubt. around Kent. <laughs> <laughs> they are not going to make you cooler. They're bad news. Um, I mean, that's clearly false. No, no, like, it's true. Yes, nobody's it's true. cooler than someone who like smokes drinks and does drugs. Oh, also- no, but that's the thing. They're not going to yeah. make you cooler. But if you do them, you are cool, right? That's how it works. Also- <laughs> Did he did he did he finish that line by saying also also you really should open that restaurant you'll be a star i know it <laughs> <laughs> Has the government announced it's making a big investment in a theme park somewhere near the Thames <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, this this is um, this is part of the ongoing bullshit they pull out about county lines issues, county lines gangs, county lines yeah. are sort of ghosts that can sort of be summoned this, at will. What, what the fuck is this? Because this is some Dukes of Hazard shit, as far as I'm concerned. County lines, yes, it involves like moving people across the lines between counties and police forces not being joined up, etc., etc. But that's all aside. What it really is is it's pipelines into the counties and into the countryside, whereby they take children from the cities and move them out into these small towns and other places which are dying, basically, isolating them from any connections, and use them as drug sellers and drug pushers, and as their go-betweens. Um, because they're cut off from their home families, they're cut off from their community, they've got no one to turn to and run to, and basically it's a kind of modern slavery run across county lines. Yeah, the, the trick children. here is that it's not just cops that don't know any of the people involved, it's also social services, etc. Yes, that's yeah. the key part, right? And it's, so where, it's the where, social services element. So what part of this is stopped by more conductors on trains? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's bullshit. It stops nothing. Unless you want stop and search on every child to be enacted, which obviously is Tories. They probably fucking yeah, do. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that sounds uh, very Tory. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, there is a simple solution to this, and it's stop devolving this kind of shit down to councils and make it a national service that's run like the same everywhere or just it's a very simple fucking solution drugs and just you know have people buy it normally. also also that yeah when it comes to the traffic and stuff like that like yeah like uh, but no, merger, see, merger the see, services if you, one. if you legalize the drugs well then like everyone will be on heroin so that like pfizer can make more money off their like pfizer brand like heroin <laughs> and that and 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 like you know a, a capitalist endeavor making profits would be bad in this one specific instance and this one specific instance alone <laughs> i mean sort of i mean it's like you know okay like uh, war on drugs does have two roots right there's a political route which is basically what this shit is i'm convinced right because it was a whole nixon thing of like well we'll target weed and we'll get all the you know hippies and we'll, on the left, and we'll target, like, heroin, and we'll get all the, as he called them, in fact, I won't even repeat what he called them, we'll, we'll get all the African-American communities, was, was what they were basically doing, right? And, um, you know, they're basically doing the same thing, right? It's like, let's kick drugs again and make a drug war to detract from our, you know, lack of popularity on the domestic front, essentially. But um, there's the other component to it is capital doesn't like drugs, which make the workers unreliable or lazy is what it really comes down to. Like, they're fine with alcohol because it's an angry drug most of the time, and, you know, they can still work with people around that, and it's got a relatively short half-life. Um, and they're fine with nicotine because it's, an, a, a, an you know, an agitating drug, right? But any of the other ones, nah, they make people unfit for work. Which is wild when you consider the sheer productivity that cocaine can give you. Yeah, I was well. going to say, like, what's wrong with coke then, you know? Not to get into the whole boring side story of the cocaine in the white in in in, in the White House in the <laughs> fucking Westminster, like who gives a shit? That's fine. Like just do rails, whatever. That's I, I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. What about what well, about um, like all the all the stupid shit like kids in school try to do to get high, like tea leaves and fucking banana peels and <laughs> smoking an awful lot of nutmeg. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think anything like that's smashing, like smashing up a fucking tube of Smarties with like a mortar and pestle and then trying to do lines. <laughs> oh my god, that, that happened in your school too. God damn. <laughs> I once witnessed them um, 
Oh yeah, well you know Smarties have the answer. Well, I once went to some people doing lines of Pro Plus. As a oh, teenager. that's oh, yes. man. great. My kind of people. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just get a bit of that caffeine directly, like just rub it in your eyes. Do you know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to see God and I'm going to fight him with a hammer. Oh, I wish Alistair was here for this conversation. <laughs> he's on the he's on the come down from all the Smarties he did over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. Some, someone sold him a dodgy toffo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, right, so one other thing that's been suggested here is that we could just um, take the passports away oh, of okay. drug users. Oh. So what, what will... Now, I have a question, right? Yes. Because I don't know. I've been really, really busy, so I should uh-huh. probably have looked this up, but like, fuck it, it's the Tories mouthing off until it gets mm-hmm. to the legislative stage. Who cares? Um, when they say take the passports away, do yes. they mean render stateless? Do they mean no, take no, the they, mean, just, they, just they mean, mean take the passport away. Yeah, right. put, it in, put it in the back of the kitchen drawer where you'll forget it's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the direct quote here is again, and this, this kind of chimes in with something that Rab said. Uh, the country is littered with victims of what's happened. We are going to look at new ways of penalising them. <laughs> Direct quote there, I have not edited. Yes. The country is littered with victims of what's happened. Yes. We are going to look at new ways of penalising them. I'm just really stuck on the victims of what's happened. Yeah, what's happened. What's happened is. Drugs drugs have happened. Is that a nefarious other has turned up and, like, just pushed drugs on people? Because nobody, no no British person would would be of such, like, like slender right. moral character right. that they would do the big drug unless like a nefarious <laughs> foreign like tricked them somehow. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean it's, it's the true. old dope dealer it's spreading yeah. joy wherever he goes. I mean, look, and, if but you... the trick here is though that the victims are the ones that must be penalised. Well, yeah, because yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, the, it's like you can't, you can't. How are you going to penalise like crossroads demons or whoever you think is behind this? <laughs> well, yeah, but it's also I think it's simpler than that. I mean. You know, Rab, Boris, Gold, the rest of them, they're not going to lock up their dealer, are they? Mm. Well, what they want to do here is um, things that will actually interfere with their lives. So we will look at taking away passports and driving just licenses. Just going to come round, come round when they're out and brick up their front door. <laughs> I love that. Take away, right? Take away passports and driving licenses. Seriously, yes. you come yes. home one day and the like all of your left shoes have gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like fucking. There's a note from the government going like fucking sort yourself out, <laughs> or we'll be back for the laces. Do you know what I mean? It's just like fucking. <laughs> Interfere oh, with their so yeah. lives, man. Jesus, no, for this country is be... this country is a fucking circus, man. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll be it'll be something more direct, like they open the drawer and all the spoons are gone, sort of thing, because that's drug paraphernalia, clearly. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean well, that's that's the kind of daft policy that they're looking at for. Uh, but like, how you know, I, I, big crime I, of I, drug. I will confess, I'm not too familiar with the intricacies of the UK drug trade, but I can't imagine, like, at the lower end, which is always where they are aiming for. Like, I can't imagine many yes. of them take like foreign holidays and big trips anyway. Like, I can't imagine if you're stuck in one of these like county line child uh, houses no, that you you're see, like, oh, like, I'm about because... to take off into the sunshine. No, because like drug dealers, do you know what I mean? They're like they're all fucking. Like, you know, from some Cockney gangster film, like what Guy Ritchie would have made. 
<laughs> you know, they're all like jetting around with like four grand in cash in the in their pocket and that. Yeah, but again, th- this isn't for the dealers. This is just for the people who get caught. Yeah, fucking like my- smoking about dope. That's it. My- like it, my- it's genuinely. Oh well, we've actually we're actually going to make you lose your job because we took away your driving license because we decided fuck it. We've got a quota to meet on. Yeah, meet today. Yeah, the yeah, police. I, the police are getting bored. They need more. New, they need new toys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I also think that this is like it sounds to me like what they're trying to do is scare the middle classes a bit. No, like, well, what they're that... actually what they're actually doing for the middle classes, I shit you not, is texting them from their dealer's phone. Oh yeah, that's true. They yeah, are. Yeah, I know. You, you took it away from me, Jamie, because that's where I was going with this. It's, it's fucking with the middle classes, and it's trying to, you know, they're basically trying to do cultural conservatism, I think, with, with some of this. I think this is like the actual, you know, forget about the political stance of it. I think there's a bit of cultural conservatism, because what they want to do is they want to take drugs away from being this thing that middle classes are on board with and cool with, by making the middle classes scared again, and making it a thing that will really fuck over their career. Because, as things currently stand, like, you know... Drugs aren't going to torpedo your professional career in this day and age like they would in the past, right? But, I mean, obviously you don't do drugs on company time, and if they randomly test you for it, you're in a bit of hot water, but it's like, you know, there's a lot of bosses that do not give a fuck if you talk up, you know, yeah. if you're a white-collar professional and you do a bit of weed on the side, they don't care. And we don't yeah. care if you do a bit of coke on the side either, as long as it's not messing with your work or making you more productive, like you said, Jamie, um, then they don't care. And... The conservatives don't like this because that leads to liberalization. And so I think that's what it's like make the middle classes afraid, put a taboo on it, and yep. then I mean, we'll that, roll back the narrative. That assumes that the middle classes are incapable of like holding the the opposing viewpoints of drugs are cool when we do them, but those poors yeah, are out of control. Exactly, do you yeah. know what oh, I mean? No, 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 no you, you're yeah, right. Bear in mind that the middle classes are fucking rubes though. Yes, like, here's the thing, you're right, they, they have always had that, and oh, it's fine when we do it, but those animals can't be trusted to handle it responsibly, right? They've always had that, but there's been this growing thing of, well, actually, we shouldn't have to go down and talk to that scary black gentleman on the corner. Can't we just call a nice drug dealer? Shouldn't we really think about, you know, legalising it in a structured way so that the right sort of people can use these medicines and that the riffraff are kept away from them? Like, that's the direction it's kind of been going. You yeah, know, the, I mean, and that's like, where the dispensary model thing comes from, and yeah, where medical cannabis and that sort of stuff comes from. You see, on one, on the one hand, on the one hand, you should go full like legalization and like you know what I mean, have dispensaries mm-hmm. and stuff. But on the other hand, I can't think of anything worse than having to buy weed from a Lib Dem. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the Tory policy, a mixture of good ideas and bad uh, ideas. Yeah. Well, let's let's just go into some fucking bad ideas, shall we? Uh, so this is going through Parliament tonight, I think. Uh, uh, the... I think this is what I was mixing up that passport thing with, by the way, if you're talking about what yeah, I think you're talking it is, about. Yeah, it is. The Nationality and Borders Bill, which this. Uh, this is just a fucking cluster yeah, this is of is this, um, is this new, powers, new powers for border force to just like seal people <clears throat> in a container and push them out to sea? Yes, so there's a few things um, that'll occur here. Uh, One such suggestion in the bill is offshore asylum centres will be created. Oh. Right. The thing they've been talking about since forever, where this is, you know, where all that bullshit about Australian-style point systems Mm -hmm. that you know from the Brexit debates, that's where this ends up. 
Yeah, I actually, Australian, I, I, Australian style point system now with added Naru. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I, I'm you actually, see, I, I don't think, I don't think sending people to like an island somewhere where it's hot is like is something the British government is going to do. Do you know what I mean? And go, oh, we're going to send well, you to like the, an island on the well. equator where you live in a camp. Because even though, even though it's like horrible and they shouldn't do it, if they did it. The Daily Mail would complain about, like, you know, all these asylum seekers getting a free tropical holiday. Ah, and yes, so, no. And that also, sounds about right. And also, that sounds right, but putting people in a camp is too low tech for for a modern, like, leveling up Britain. So I think we're going to have offshore detention camps, but they're going to be seasteading. Uh, no, no. Because uh, one plan which uh, was put to, I think it was Rab, and he didn't deny it. Um, has been just anyone that comes in on a boat, fly them to Albania. So it's not quite a fucking tropical holiday destination. It's Albania. Christ it's Albania. Christ. So, why, yeah. Why it's Al- also about as far away as you could fucking put them in Europe. It's like the opposite fucking end of Jesus Europe, isn't it? Fucking Christ. And how much, how much are we paying Albania for this privilege? pass it's not been confirmed as the thing that they're going to do yet but it's one of the ones that's obviously on the table uh so yeah either way if it's not albania it'll be somewhere else that's willing to do that and no doubt there'll be a pfi attached to it as well because of course there will why would why would it be run by us in albania yeah this is going to be some company to deal with it this is going to be like albania yeah i was gonna say like uh group four are gonna fucking just do you know what i mean be like it's someone a group are they g4s now yeah, they're not. They haven't yeah, been yeah. group four since like fucking like <laughs> nineteen twenty or some shit. But anyway, um. Um, but yeah, like G four S. Someone at G four S is going to work out that this is like technically infinite money if they just take if they take the people to their centre in Albania and then let them go, so that they then end up back in Britain and then get returned to the G four like thing what in Albania. Strange idea. See, like, oh, man, I actually am a bit emotional about this one because i've read a lot of stories an awful lot of accounts of people who've been to places like maru yeah, quite literally. yeah. i've talked about it on the yeah, pod yeah, before yeah. and um no that's that's not what's going to happen that's not what's going to happen to these people um they are going to be locked up in inhuman conditions and encouraged to kill themselves that's it that's what it does that's where this is going so yeah it's all shit know, it, it's it's all good and well, you know, to to joke about how people are going to get paid out of it, but at the root of it, they're going to get paid for facilitating the dehumanization and murder by neglect of desperate people with their children who are coming to Britain because they believed the myth that life is better in Britain. And the sad thing is, the sad thing is, compared to where many of them are coming from, it is actually true because many of them are coming yeah. from places that are being leveled. So. Well, strap in, listener, because you've got another well, ten, fifteen minutes on this topic. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so on the next thing, comedy podcast. But sometimes we have yes. to actually talk about some stuff, and there's not really yeah. a good way to make the jokes. Sorry, but you know, yeah. such is life. Yeah. We tried. Um, the next thing they are going to try and do here is authorization of boat turnarounds. So at the minute, like we can't really legally tell the boats to fuck off as they're crossing the channel. Uh, they want to change that so that we can. Technically, we still can't legally because it's international law and shit like that. But that doesn't. But matter I mean, why when have we let that stop us? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then Brexit, what, was, we, we did only... Brexit. We're no longer we're no, international law. No longer applies because we did Brexit. Yeah, we're under, we're under admiralty law, except when we're not. And don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the gold fringe is just attached with Velcro. We can yeah. just apply it to the flag as and when necessary. Um, the boat turnarounds thing. This also includes prosecution immunity for border force staff who do crimes when turning the boats around. Yes. Oh, so great. So we're doing more they, spike up shit. Uh, yes. They're going. They're going to shoot the boats. I think. I think that's where this is going. Right. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. If they're not going to shoot them, they're just going to ram bigger boats into very small boats, and then when it capsizes think... and murders everyone on board. Well, we were just trying to turn them around. Who could have possibly See, foreseen this fucking circumstance? I think I think it's going to go. We are firing a warning shot. You have been warned. If you persist, then we will shoot your boat. And it will start with we put holes in the boat to force them to turn around so they could make it back to shore before they sunk. Right. Yeah. That's where it's going to start. But the end goal is going to be, you know, using machine guns on the people in the boats if they yeah. don't turn around. Yeah. Um, the next thing we've got up is, as we, we alluded to with the passports, although it was a separate thing, is the nationality stripping. So we've actually been able to do this um, since 2006. Mm-hmm. It's been here for a while um, and, and doable, but... It was only under Theresa May that it actually got to the point of uh, stripping people um, of their nationality without um, having them with a second one. Uh, this is basically just going to put it in law that actually this is definitely okay now. Um, meaning that you don't have to have citizenship in an all state. You just have to have some kind of connection and the connection can include an ethnic connection, which what? means that there's about 6 million. Yes. Which yeah. means there are going to be 6 million people in the UK that will be at risk of having their nationality stripped from them at any fucking time. What the fuck? I is mean, surely, surely, li literally, uh, yeah, under that, like, under that fucking vaguer description, literally everyone in the UK could have the. I mean, like, I, I don't know. If I got like some curry takeaway last week, does 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 that give me an ethnic connection? Well, is it? I, I mean, like, if you're white, do you know what I mean? Like, there's white people in France go and live there. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's David here in the edit. Uh, actually, what the bill proposes is that a person could become stateless, um, or at least could end up stateless, um, after having their citizenship stripped, if they are considered eligible for citizenship in another country, just as Shemima Begum was. Uh, those are the... Those are the kind of more specific rules here. So just having the eligibility of citizenship elsewhere, not even necessarily actual citizenship that's already been granted, is enough of a criteria. And that's why so many people are affected. But it's okay. It's been voted on in Parliament, and as we all know, when things are voted on in Parliament, amendments can be made. Sky News, in fact, told me that there are pages of amendments, 88 pages of amendments on this bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh god damn! Are, you cannot yeah. fucking write this. Oh. Yeah, Amado so, Iannucci just—he's really gone into a very depressed phase in this a period of his career. That's better well, than doing more fucking, fucking good, Brexit. Good, poems. he fucking deserves it. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I know. Ah, uh, right. Okay, so I've got an example of a few of them here. Um, there's a one that is co-signed between Labour and Tory MPs. Oh, good. Uh oh. Yeah, that you would get a physical certificate 
when granted settled or pre-settled status under the EU settlement scheme. That's one of the amendments they want and to that, add. But what, what does that do? Does it, do, can you just hang it on your you wall? Get sure, yeah, you get a bit of paper. And I assume, I assume that's a very, like, small scope, really not looking that's, at the big um, picture of this. That's, um, and so, we so we don't thing. accidentally windrush a bunch of white people. That's what yeah, that is. I'm assuming, yeah. yeah, I'm assuming that's the kind of best of their abilities there. That one seems to have cross-party support, so we'll probably make it in. Okay. Uh, Labour has put one forward. Oh, great. That says the Home Office shouldn't be able to charge a fee which exceeds the cost of processing an application <laughs> for a child registering uh, as a British citizen. The most means-tested bullshit that you still need to pay for Christ. ever. Yeah. I mean, it, it could have been worse. I was half expecting you to say that Labour had tabled an amendment saying hire more female machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the Tories have put one forward as well, saying that asylum claims shouldn't be processed in another country. That sounds a bit odd. You'd think that, you know, they would want to kind of push this stuff out because they would give them more deniability or whatever. But the reason for that is that anyone who's been shipped off to fucking Albania or whatever, the time that they're there won't count as time towards the application being processed. Mm, funny that. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of other amendments in there about um, making it slightly easier from people, for people. There's a couple in there. About making it easier for people from Hong Kong to move over. Um, so there's like some imperial guilt shit there, which like okay, whatever. Oh, I, I don't think it's imperial it's, guilt. It's I not think guilt. It's, it's war with China. Yeah. It's. It, uh, I don't think it's that either. I think it's they just want a new cheap workforce. I think that's how they kind of look at it. <sighs> also, possibly that. Yeah. Um, don't be wrong. The imperial guilt is guilty about losing the empire. That's that's the guilt. <laughs> Um, the oh, fucking hell. Here's a quote that I've seen just before we started from Bambos Cheralambos of Labour. Oh, great. If those interested are told to send private direct messages to smugglers because they know that private conversations are encrypted, that is much more difficult for police oh, and intelligence just, agencies oh, to access. No, come are we, are we banning the numbers? We're banning numbers again. Get if the, the government are serious in. to tackle the criminal gangs that are profiting from people's desperation, it must take urgent action to tackle the problem online. I've really oh. had it up to here of with illegal immigrants posting stuff against Zoe Williams on Twitter, and it must be tackled <laughs> right now. I've had enough. You hear me? Oh, Name it's just, more it's numbers. More of the fucking, Nothing good yeah. has ever come of numbers. <laughs> Amber Rudd lives eternal. Um, and I've got one last one here, and this is probably, possibly, it's hard to fucking quantify exactly which one of these is the most unnecessarily evil fucking thing. Uh, some Tories specifically, and I'm going to name drop these cunts, Christopher Chope, Philip Hollibone, Esther McVeigh, and Philip Davies. Oh, right. Right barrel of monkey fuckers there, isn't it? <laughs> they want to make it um, up to 12 months in jail or a fine, or both, for entering the UK illegally and remaining without permission. Yep. And does your 12 months in prison count towards your settled status? Almost certainly not. Almost no, certainly. but on the plus side, you will get a nice job out of it. Do you get... Do you get access to your 3,000 <laughs> quid sake. skills wallet whilst you're in there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, again, almost certainly not, no. 
Oh, so yeah, that is going through tonight. I have no idea how it's going to come through. Oh, you know. Do you know the worst part about the stripping the, the uh, citizenship part? Oh, don't have to tell you oh that's right I didn't mention that yet um, there's no need to give notice if it is considered to be in the public interest wait so they can just take your citizenship and not tell you what it'll be like just a giggling secret or something yeah you've been you've been shadow banned from the nation <laughs> oh fucking hell yeah <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm oh, laughing, but it's yeah. really fucking horrible. No, it's, it's, on the plus side, on the plus side, though, if you do get like shadow banned from the nation, you're allowed to be anonymous on Twitter again. Yeah, hey, there is that. <laughs> well, the thing is, you, you put this all together, and what this paints a picture of, right? First of all, broad scale, the authoritarian regime has a million ways to fuck with you, but it demonstrates its benevolence by choosing selectively not to apply its rules to you. So you live mm-hmm. in fear but they're very magnanimous by only applying the rules to you if you fuck with them politically. So that's authoritarianism, totalitarianism, in fact, and that's where we're headed, right? So that's the broad scale. Are you saying we're doing imperialism at home? Said, yeah, are we David, applying something it, we... to the imperial core? That's, that sounds improbable. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I don't know. We talked to him about this on the <laughs> other episode, David, that sadly you missed, and I was saying, oh, I wish David was there for this. Because it's extremely the shit that we've been talking about for some time. It's imperial practices being brought home and turned internally because, you know, the empire must eat itself. But then, on the more literal level, what we've got is we've got a very particular picture, right? If you do not have the legal right to enter the UK, which, by the way, we've restricted and restricted and restricted and restricted and will continue to restrict, starting with a whole, oh, you've got a foreign spouse, well, kind of shit, which I personally suffer from. Um, Like, they've done that part. Now they've moved on to, and if you come anyway, then, first of all, we'll shoot your boat and or possibly you. Second of all, if you somehow make it over here and we manage to intercept you, then we will put you in a basically in a kind of death camp where you'll die of neglect. Um, on the other hand, if we catch you while you're here rather than intercept you, then we will put you in prison where you will work as a slave and then we'll kick you out. And if you have a wrong colour and if somehow you've, you've, you, you've snuck in before this draconian ship, then, well, as long as you've got uh, any other nation you've got a connection to say you came from right then we'll strip you of citizen you've managed citizenship you've managed to acquire and not have to tell you about it and you don't find out about it until you go to interact with civil institutions at which point we'll arrest you for being here illegally and then you'll get funneled into the system you put it all together it is a machine for basically committing genocide and i don't use that lightly because genocide isn't just about killing people in in mass. It's also about reducing and displacing and moving, you know, ethnicities and and peoples out of a polity. That's what this kind of is, right? Yeah. It is. It is the Skyrim for the Nords, except on a far more cursed pedophilic island. Uh, mm. Only you could tie this whole thing together with Skyrim. I don't know if I should be hey, proud you said, of you, you or like said, hit you in the face. Like um. you said, you said, you said it was too heavy. So I just was trying to keep it light. That's what you like, Rob, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So since we're all now thoroughly depressed as shit from that, uh, we have a couple of other things to lighten the mood, balance things back yeah, a little bit. Um, Better brainworms, comedy brainworms this time. Yeah. Absolute fucking grade A comedy brainworms this time. Um, courtesy uh, of The Guardian and its weird support for 
the what looks like the Progressive Alliance in their editorial line uh, on on Monday on on this Monday, uh, where apparently uh, the trick now is in in the next by-election uh, coming up in Buckinghamshire to replace Owen Paterson because of you know all the scandals that we've forgotten because we're now talking about fucking dinner parties again. Um, but the idea that the Guardian seems to be putting forward is that actually what is needed to um, secure a seat is for Labour to give up its chances and back the Liberal Democrats instead. Um, now, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Sorry. I'm just a you know humble political analyst here, but didn't Labour have a higher vote share than the Lib Dems at the last election there? Oh, I mean, yes. you know, only like double the votes or something. Let's let's not be too hasty. But I mean, it's not really true because apparently um, the Liberal Democrats have reported from their own polling um, over the weekend that they have closed the lead in the by-election, according to, again, their own internal polling. Um, and that their candidate's <laughs> candidate is up to almost 40%. I'm, I'm just picturing a bar chart with an arrow that says, can win here. It is pretty much exactly that, because what they did is, uh, again, this is an internal liberal, liberal Democrat poll where nobody saw the methodology, but we do know that it is only based on postal voters. I mean, what, methodo <laughs> what methodology? Do you know what I mean? Surely they're, they're in second place just because they're not led by fucking, like, you know what I mean, the Beige Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know the the fucking the avatar of Comedy Central made flesh. Who's like, you say that right, but who is the leader of the Lib Dems? Couldn't fucking tell you. Exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't that, that honestly that like that's a, that's a plus for them. Really? Yeah. I, I, you know I, I mean? a, a yellow hammer, I believe, David. Yeah. Last we checked. <laughs> Um, yeah, so let me read a little bit from uh, the editorial. Losing a leave-voting rural constituency would be a big earthquake and send shockwaves through the Conservative Party. Even if the Lib Dems came close, the result would send a shiver up the spine of Tory MPs. That's why North Shropshire's oh, Labour voters ought to set aside their tribal loyalty and back the Lib Dem candidate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck no. Yeah. But the amazing thing is... Just like um, to point out, by the way, I've got the, I've got the numbers here from that last yeah, election. Yeah, so do I. Oh, please. Um, yeah, 12,495 votes to Labour. That was down 9%. And 5,643 <laughs> for the Lib Dems. They were up 4.7%. So that's them already on an upward swing off 2019 election of all fucking elections, and they're now claiming that they can win this. Yeah, yeah, but let's yeah. just to complete the picture. I might, go, I, might, I might go down and knock doors, on, knock doors for them just for the bants. You know I mean? <laughs> just because Labour keeps sending me fucking emails asking me if I want to go like knock doors, and it's like, no, take the fucking hint, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> also... Tell me what exactly, like, what information about me was, like, fucking stolen in that, like, uh, by nefarious Russians in that hack the other week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, like, we, heard, we heard briefly about, yeah, they still haven't fucking even told me that happened. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Let alone what, what like... So, yeah. I'm just going to wait until, like, fucking Keith Muggs start, like, turning up the post or something before I find out, you know what I mean? <laughs> the hacker was Luke Akehurst or some shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, uh, it, it could uh, also, you know, not happen because even according to Labour's own internal polling, which was released today on, on Labour list, they say Labour instead of the Lib Dems is much the closer candidate to everybody's great surprise. But both the, La both the Lib Dems and the Labour's own internal polling still have the Tories up by somewhere between 8 and 10%. So I like yeah. this is internal party <sighs> horseshit and it still isn't fucking happening. No, it's, I mean, like, I, I love this shit. I really do. Um, 
because there's this whole thing around this progressive alliance oh, shit fr- yeah. and <laughs> it gets right <laughs> to the core of everything wrong with modern british politics and it, it's so beautiful can i can i go off on one on this is that all right Do i mean we, we did time? a whole episode but um, go off on it again but, but uh, yeah, within yeah, yeah. minutes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like basically keir Starmer's done everything he possibly fucking can to yep. just prostrate himself before capital and go I am so sorry, sir. Uh, I know we let the hand slip a little bit there, but it'll never happen again. And the entire intelligentsia and all of the, the handmaidens of capital have went, not fucking good enough. Not good enough. Um, I guess we're just going to have to look elsewhere. Besides, we're happy with what the Tories are basically doing. So, you know, if we want an ineffectual opposition, we'd rather have an ineffectual opposition that isn't Labour. That, that's what it boils down to. And then there's just kind of brain-dead idea that the British public are all sensible people who want the same things, which isn't the Tories, and I don't know if you've checked polling, but that's obviously not the case. And so the solution to this is to recognise that all politics that isn't Tories is purely divided by tribalism. And so we must conquer tribalism and pull together as rational actors and put forward one choice that the you know everyone will just pick up and that will be what wins. This idea that if we only give them one choice, if we, in essence, make a Republican versus Democratic system, yeah, yeah. right? Absolutely. Then that will do it. They'll just all vote Democrat because what else are they going to well, do? I mean, instead, what, and... they, what they'll all do, uh, which is another thing which, weirdly enough, the, um, the editorial posts in its favor. Let me read again. Uh, The tacit agreement between Labour and other progressive parties to stand aside in an outer London by-election last week, which was Bexley and something or other last week, was encouraging. The Tories held the seat, but there was a swing to Labour. And like, yes, indeed, there was. And there was some kind of weird thing where some people stood down. But the main and the most important thing to take away from that election is not the 10% swing to Labour. The main and most important thing to take away from that particular by-election is that turnout cratered from 30,000 in 2019 to 11,000 now. So, you know, yes. like that's the most important thing. When you do this shit, you turn off even more people from politics. And the only thing people will remain are literally people who, who, who walked in Remain marches and, you know, Brexit nutters. And we know what the result of yeah, that is, which is 5248. The, the system works. <laughs> well, I actually wonder if it's partly intentional. I wonder if there's basically been a new settlement made and they basically kind of went, we can't have populism. It's too dangerous. We can't have that kind of populism. Communism. So what we'll do instead is we will set up a system where we disenfranchise and make it hard to vote for the people who might split off and do something different. And then we'll just force Republicans versus Democrats, red versus blue on them. Except it'll be some kind of, instead of red, it'll be, I don't know, probably some kind of yellow-green bullshit, essentially. <laughs> My gates. Um, Real Labour. Kind of, yeah, like that kind of thing, essentially. Yeah. Like, I think I think that's it. I think we're, we're kind of in the managed democracy kind of part. If it's the Lib Dems and Labour combined, it'll be like red square and a yellow square, I think. <laughs> Very funny. It's pretty good. It's not actually that complicated, James. What it is, they've, they've calculated the footfall from the referendum, but they haven't taken into account that four of every six feet were dogs. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, I hate all of that, David. Yep. I absolutely loathe all of that. Yep, good. Yeah, but good. So you fucking should. Let me read the last paragraph from 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 the editorial. And oh, by the way, if you, mm. if, I, I just want to say that like fucking libs just 
really like really really make it like fucking really you're getting close to the point where people stop liking dogs do you know what i mean because <laughs> shit like the wooferendum and those fucking that twitter account that was meant to be like joe biden's dog or whatever oh yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so much yeah. worse. And the, yeah. the twitter dog yeah. that barks at racism that shit yeah but also like you know it's the same kind of thing that does that smug elitism through the veneer of a cat and it's like no fuck you cats are anarchist piss on mm. By the way, if you're wondering where this brain genius idea of the Labour standing down for the Lib Dems comes from, I think, and this is according to Wikipedia, so really who knows, I think it comes from a column by Ian Dunt. So, you know, mastermind. <laughs> ah, the Dunt rides again. Yeah. Love it. Oh, yes. Oh, it's so uh, good. Let me just... It's just really a nice scene, the way that they just will not backstab yeah. at all. Let me, like... let me just read the last paragraph, because it's fucking, it's, it's, it's sparkles. Um... There are Labour people who will never forgive the Lib Dems for their coalition with the Tories, and there are Lib Dem voters who will never forgive Labour for the invasion of Iraq. Well, there are also many people who forgive neither party for either, but fuck it, why not? Yet, mm. how is it better for Labour's backers to let the Conservative keep their parliamentary majority, which they would still have even if they won the, lost their seat, of increasing the number of Liberal Democrats at the Tories' expense? The Lib Dem. No, but you see, the Lib- this would be the first. This would be the first shot fired in the great, like fucking the Great War. Um, <laughs> like fucking, do you know what I mean? It'd be like that bit in like Game of Thrones where the orc did something. I don't fucking know. Do you know what I mean? It'd be some some bullshit like that. It'd be like it'd be like the Battle of fucking Hogwarts or something. Yeah. You know, just this for, win this by election, and that's the one thing that makes everyone stand up and say enough. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the Avengers or something. <laughs> but with like Pete Buttigieg oh, 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 oh. instead of Captain America. You, you should consider a job writing for the Guardian editorial page. Um, I I absolutely should not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me read the last bit. Without a Lib Dem revival, Labour has no serious prospect of being in power. Bro- <laughs> Rou- okay. Rouse over who is the best instrument of progress can be settled while in office. Progressive ought, to, <laughs> well, progressive ought to embrace strategic voting with a vengeance next week to weaken Mr. Johnson's position. Weaken by turning his majority oh, from 80 to 79. I think he'll be very sad Ooh. if that happens. I think we're about nine months out from having a fucking image edit of that end scene of um, fucking uh, Avengers where, like, they all come out of the portals, except it's edited to be, like, the Greens and the Lib Dems and all of that kind of shit. And it'll be f- so recycling I, I, really cringy fucking Biden material. Yeah, I was going to say, yes, recycling Jimmy yes. Kimmel material. I mean, how are they going to do that when no one knows who the Lib Dem guy is? <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> they'll just pick one of the ones in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, putting a Lib Dem in a gimp mask is not entirely inappropriate. No, it's really not. I thought we weren't allowed to do horny on the pod. <laughs> it's like the least horny thing we've right. ever talked about. Sorry, moving, right, talking moving about on. Lib Dem's sexuality is not horny, Jamie. Yeah. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> it is to them. It is to them. Right, moving on, please, God. One last thing. <laughs> There's no God here. <laughs> no, you're right. No. <laughs> There's no God here. There's only Vince Cable. <laughs> Vince fucking Cable. Vince Cable is still alive, everyone. Oh, that's good to know. It is good to know, because if he wasn't still alive, he wouldn't have been able to write this terrible fucking article that I have found. Oh, no, you guys are oh. setting up a bridge. Fuck yeah. has he, uh, <laughs> has he? Has he donned the fedora of euphoria? He has not actually, no, the picture um, does not have the hat on. 
You ever notice that Vince Cable just sounds like Keir Starmer but with the confidence of a higher body count? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Fantastic. So, um, Vince Cable wrote an article titled We Need to Get the Elderly Back Into Work to Tackle Budget Deficits in Public Debt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. that's so sad. Isn't it sad when an old person who doesn't want to retire writes a letter <laughs> asking for you to put them back in their old job? Oh, oh Vince. Vince, I know you want to tackle the budget deficits, right? <laughs> you know, you're Vince Cable, the business secretary who has to do his business. We know. We know. <laughs> but... But, I'm glad you brought that up because like, I didn't want to be the one that I had to mention it but that's literally the only thing I can think of when his name like, occurs, just, do you know what I mean? It's just so tragic, it's just he's repeating the past and going, no, please don't put me out of pasture I can still work, let me in I'll, I'll write all the, the stuff about making the old work and, and, and I'll I'll get us back on the budget and all that kind of good stuff please, Vince, imagine, imagine, retire with grace. Imagine going to the big Tesco and the guy that greets you at the door is Vince Cable <laughs> <laughs> Wearing oh. like three fedoras, do you know what I mean? And just fucking oscillating. No, he's, he's got one fedora, but it's it's in company colours, along oh. with a little vest. Yeah, that's 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 even sadder. Our ageing population is fueling inflation and adding to public debt. Good, die. Getting elderly, retired. <laughs> Didn't take long for a problem with this premise, did it? <laughs> it's just, I just, I just. If we were in the same room, me and Rob would be looking at each other and making a jerk off motion at that. Carry on. I think, I think Getting... a good, a good way to solve his problem, right, is if we we enact some sort of trade deal, and I receive like a crossbow, and he receives a ten minute head start. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Getting elderly, retired, but fit people back into the workforce and treating them as an economic resource is right, even if it is provocative. Provocative? Oh, it's right even if it's evil. (laughs) What if we we, we reintroduced chattel slavery, but with walkers? I mean, what is this? The economic effects of ageing are complex, but we can make a few plausible assumptions. Can we? First, oh, wow. Yes, we can. Oh, yes. this is going to be good. First, there is a pressure on government budgets, since there are more people with high dependency requiring expensive health treatment and social care. At the same time, the share of population which is working goes down, reducing the tax take. So, in the absence of continued budget oh. tightening... Governments will run up growing budget deficits and public debt. Well, fortunately, we know what the fucking Libs Dem do when faced with this situation, don't we? Fucking mm. pricks. I, I, went into, I went into a coma there, like fucking hell. Just... Yeah, I, I have cut elements of this article out, by the way, to save you from actual death. So, uh, yeah, was there a musical be... number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, but it was just Vince Cable kind of spinning round in a wee hat, saying <laughs> China bad. <laughs> Jesus. In addition, the retired population will spend out of its accumulated savings. Yeah. <laughs> savings. <laughs> what? The decline tell in the me, share of the... Tell me you're the worst kind of middle class fuck without telling me. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
accumulated <sighs> savings. Eat a dick. <laughs> tell, tell me you wear, you wear a fedora without telling me you wear a fedora. God the decline damn. in the share of the working age population will reduce the productive capacity of the economy. This is this is like textbook economy, but like the end conclusion. This is this is oh this yeah, is yeah, like yeah, fucking yeah. Swift. He's going to set you up. He's gonna. The last paragraph is gonna. And that's why we should eat the elderly. Is that is that where this is going? <laughs> Increasing demand for goods and should, services while reducing we supply. Means test silent green. <laughs> <laughs> Increasing demand for goods and services while reducing supply will create inflation. Uh, All other things being equal. Is this a test? Uh, no, that's not how it it's works. It's not how this works. Yes, I know it's not. I know it's not. In practice, he says, though, governments will use monetary and fiscal policy to counter the trend. <laughs> But it will be like walking into a stiff headwind. You you could do that. You could just keep walking into a stiff headwind. <laughs> it's not that hard yeah. unless you're Vince Cable and your bones are made of toast at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Another likely consequence is growing inequality between generations. Oh, you don't say. That thing that isn't a thing. Uh-huh. The old demand more spending on health and social care as pressures on hospitals Yes, you've grow. made this point already three paragraphs ago, but make it again, you forgetful yeah. old man. Jesus. We have seen, we have seen that budgets for schools and colleges are being relatively squeezed. Uh, this, are we oh, now? Are we no now, sense. Vince? Uh, <laughs> this is this is a masterclass. Vince has still this got this, it. This fucking <laughs> oh. how is additional how is spending. Being, no, Rob, I'm Rob's going to go, no gonna go straight out Rob. here and slap the first pensionary meat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, isn't isn't Rob staying with his parents right no, now? No, I'm back. I'm back at home. I'm back. Uh, back. Oh, thank God thank for the sake of your parents. Yeah. It's going to be on the news tomorrow that some like random pensioner in Switzerland was just pile drivered by like an insane man. <laughs> and another drained body has been discovered outside the looming vampire castle. <laughs> this one's strangely old. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the first time their wallet has been emptied. This is an. <laughs> this, this, this is a long article. This is quite a long article. Please let me get through it. Oh, the now you know how I feel again. all the time, David. <laughs> it's your time. You're wasting, Rob. You're an hour ahead. Additional I mean, spending. We should crack promised. on because my food gets here. I'm just going to fucking disappear. There'll be a cloud of smoke <laughs> shaped like me left on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, Additional spending currently promised for health and social care is being financed by taxes which fall on no, the working population in the form of national no, insurance contributions rather than by taxation on the accumulated capital of the elderly. Uh, <sighs> that is not all. In the last, quotes, decade of austerity. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder where yeah, that came what, from. What happened <laughs> that was okay. only a decade. How, how, how did we get there? It's inquiring With minds. falling real wages for many working families, pensions were protected through the, quotes triple lock. Yeah, how did there that is happen? Also where a political... did that come from? I'm really know, confused. Right? There, is, there is also a political ratchet effect whereby ageing produces an ageing electorate. Oh. I'm sorry, I just got really... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got really startled by my reflection in my bowl. What were we talking about? <laughs> sorry, I need to wipe one, the blood that's coming out of my nose. Jesus Christ. And one where older people have a higher propensity to vote, defending its interests in terms of government spending priorities at the expense of younger people. Oh, yeah, imagine a situation where, where that would be a thing that happened. That, that, that would be surreal. Someone please come and pick up your granddaughter. <laughs> 
<laughs> or just hit him about the head with an economics textbook for a while. <laughs> no, that's like, obviously what caused this fucking problem, because that's all he can say. He's so bad. Like, this is another example of Lib Dems being incredibly bad at politics, but I'll let you finish the article, David, and then I'll tear it apart. Oh, yeah, carry yeah. on. Moreover, younger people have less secure employment than before. Yeah, how did that happen? With fewer happen? careers offering, <laughs> offering steady progression and salary increments, and essentially none offering final salary pensions. Yeah, how did that happen? What, and, myst- what mysterious force came into play when that happened? Ooh, must be ghosts. We just don't know. And there is an inflationary property market, which excludes those with low and average incomes and rewards older owner-occupiers with appreciating property bill. Right, I vote that we begin by expropriating Vince Cable. Just, or eating him. I don't think you'll get much for him. Left or right, whatever. Some of these pressures, right, we're getting into solutions territory now. Some of these pressures could be eased if younger, fitter, People of retirement age were to continue working. (laughs) (laughs) Like, ah, sorry, I I was going to hold back, David. I have to hit win with this now. Why do they? Why do they need more medical care, Vince? Why do they? You know, um, take more money from the government to support them. Uh, You know, why do they? Um, retire, Vince. Why do they do that, Vince? Why do you think it is? Is it just because it's a social thing that they do? Maybe maybe you think it is, Vince, because you've had a fucking easy life. But in the actual world, with people who, for example, work a manual trade of any kind, where they actually have to move their bodies, and they, their bodies aren't just vehicles for their massive throbbing brains <laughs> that are negotiating plastic bag taxes, in the real world... It's because they're wrecked. They need the healthcare. They are on decline. They can't work. That's why it's retirement. No, James, James, you've you've jumped ahead of him. He's thought about all this. Oh, good. Oh, lovely. Oh, thank God. I was really worried for a second there. What's his his solution? Is it exoskeletons powered by the blockchain? Oh, oh God, no, I don't think Vince Cable knows about the blockchain. I'm terrified if he ever finds out I about it. I guarantee, sorry, he wears a fedora. Yeah, he knows about the blockchain. Knows about the blockchain. <laughs> Hat coin. Yeah. He wears a fedora and he's never made a woman come. He almost certainly knows <laughs> yes. about the blockchain. <laughs> they would help to meet growing labour shortages. They would generate more tax revenue for government. And in many cases... They would keep themselves mentally and physically active, thereby postponing the onset of conditions leading to high dependency. Right, so if there's more people participating in the labour market, Vince, and all the people stay in the labour market while young people come on the labour market, what happens to wages, Vince, and if a proportion of that goes into your pension, what what happens to the pension, Vince? Vince, are you at don't ask about that. Vince, <laughs> is anybody there? Fuck Vince. I enjoy that you get more Dutch the more fucking sick of that so, shit so you get. F- <laughs> if I could send one man into the countryside and break his hat and his glasses, I'd fucking... Ah. <laughs> he is getting on, so like if he's looking for future work, then, uh, you know, fruit picking would suit him, I guess. Well, remember, he did say younger people of retirement age. Uh, the yes, barriers to such employment are falling. Compulsory retirement has been outlawed, oh. and age discrimination is illegal too, at least in theory. 
<laughs> the nature <laughs> wow, of work. A lib yeah, dem comes down to earth for a second. <laughs> the nature of work is less physical and more desk based. Oh, okay. Yes. For you, oh, just so much of the problems of Britain, as articulated by MPs, can be met with a big resounding for you. Because they really have no scope beyond their own bubbled lives. God All damn. I can see is is that poster of the, the, the ballerina retraining in cyber, but instead it's your fucking nan <laughs> with a walker. So, you know, she's retraining in cyber. She's retraining in ballet. <laughs> we lost all the dancers. <laughs> While more flexible working patterns, like Zero Hour's contracts are less secure, they may suit older workers <laughs> oh. who are oh looking to supplement God. their pension income. All those desk-based jobs that are zero hours. All the many yes. jobs that are yes. zero hours and also desk-based. Yes. Fitness levels are generally higher. All those yoga and Pilates classes, walking, gym, and cycling, or in my case, ballroom dancing and gym. Oh, for heaven's fucking sake. This is, this is, you know that big pyramid, right, where it's got the middle classes and it says, we eat for you. That's Vin- Vince Cable's <laughs> face on that, please. It, I, all I see is the big, big pyramid with the glowing eye on top of it, and it's just looking at me and just telling me to fuck off. I just, oh. <laughs> Furthermore, many older people need to work because their occupational oh. pension provision is inadequate for comfortable retirement. How did that happen, in Vince? Particular, How, why? Why is in that particular, thing that In particular, there are large numbers of women who prioritised unpaid parenting and are now denied the full state pension. Yeah, how did that or happen? Or who have been caught out by the postponement of the women's pension age. Just listen, going forward, imagine just if imagine was Rob in power, Vince, saying a mantra could... of how did that happen. <laughs> this is Vince Cable turning around and firing shots into the elderly and going, oh, why did Labour let this happen? Just, wait, 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 no, 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 sorry, sorry, I need to read this next bit. Work until you drop used to be a feature of exploitive capitalism or enslavement. Oh, work. Wait, 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 wait. Work as long as you can may be the slogan of a society trying in an ageing society to get a better balance between the interests of young and old. Oh, but how do we achieve it? before I kill again. <laughs> oh work as long as you can. Jesus fucking wet. Don't work until you drop. Work as long as you can. Yeah, yes. work as long until you as long as you can and until you are free. Um. <laughs> right. How do we do this? First, more imagination. <laughs> there are numerous roles. Teaching in schools and colleges, no, policing, no. nursing and doctoring, Sorry, work, hang on, bang, accounting, bang, 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 working in, bang, working bang, in supermarkets, no. delivering the post. <laughs> Which those who have reached pensionable age may be happy to perform for a limited number of hours, provided there is no financial disincentive. All those. Sorry, I just. Right, you know, police officers retire from active service earlier because yeah. of the, the physical demands of the role. Yeah, right? because they. I'm just picturing you. Uh, yeah, well, no, but, but, like, okay, like, th- think what you want about the police. You, you've heard our opinions on it before. You know where we stand on abolition. It's a good thing, etc., etc. Right, <clears throat> like the actual, the fun- just think of the physical function of a police role as it's constituted today. Forget about the morality of it for just a, just for a second, okay? Just for a little moment, listener. 
being a police officer requires that you be able to tackle on the beat. you know wrongins yeah it, it requires you physically do shit and at bare minimum at bare minimum that you'd be physically imposing right now picture vince cable as a bobby on the beat in his stab vest and his hat right something uh, doesn't add up here no, you see though technology leads the way we just give all of the all of the older cops two tasers <laughs> also can i just briefly point out working in supermarkets and delivering the post those famous desk-based jobs that elderly people can easily yes. do yes. yes doctors and nurses all of them desk-based this is this, forever. this is this incredibly depressing i think we talked about it on a previous board that incredibly uh, depressing american ad for burger king where it's like come work at burger king in your retirement just it's that but it's vince <laughs> Jesus wept. <laughs> well, that's all well and good, right? But it requires employers to be flexible oh. and to maximise synergies no. between workers of different <laughs> age and experience. Jamie, Jamie, do you feel happy now? Are you oh, okay? Yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> okay, hell. I don't. Second. Second. Retraining. Oh, second. Skills atrophy. Do they? Much and like other bones workers. and brains. <laughs> older workers will often lack IT aptitude as a 78 year old part time worker fuck that's how, he, that's how he's self defining here as a 78 year old part time worker your I job put is in a to lot wear of creative hats hours. and do after dinner speeches like a cunt that's not that's not <laughs> delivering the post you fucking <clears throat> imbecile Vince, I want you to edit and send a PDF for me. Well, well, well no, that's exactly what we say here. But I have the computer skills of a six or seven year old, and no, he you don't, don't, does he? You fully do not. <laughs> Vince Cable one v one me on Fortnite. Yeah. My nephews could beat the snot out of you on Fortnite, and they're six and eight. <laughs> Vince Cable, show me your Minecraft build. <laughs> Vince Cable, I want to fight and kill you in your Minecraft build. People are expected to teach themselves keyboard skills, which what? are daunting for those who hone their communication skills in a world of pen and paper. So can I, I use, education so can I use my skills <clears throat> wallet? Is that uh, is that what's next? Uh, why not? Okay. Why not? Christ. Adult education institutions should be seen not just as places for hobby learning but for improving such basic modern generic skills. Perhaps, in short, boot camp retraining programs. What? Sorry, could you, could you repeat the first part of that again? Adult education institutions should be seen not just as places for hobby learning. Not just as? They're not seeing that at no. all? No. Like, what the fuck planet does it like this is i can't believe right just how out of touch do you have to be to think that the adult learning institutions are just there to pick up a bit of pottery on the side they do that to supplement some of their income a lot of the time because yep. their real work is retraining people they're yes. actually giving adults skills he's got it uh, like uh, i mean I, I know right it's a lib dem has got something exactly backwards but fucking I'm, hell i'm more, more right. stuck on boot camp retraining programs like what? <laughs> I, 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 are we making them squaddies now is that is that what we're doing are we dragging them for a couple of weeks into a tent so they can learn how to type with their tiny arthritic little hands what, what, what the fuck <laughs> they, they, they weren't on the list there but why not <laughs> 
Jesus, Brett, how about point three? Wept. Point the third. We should learn from countries further advanced in aging. Especially Japan. Okay, so more senior citizen hentai drawers. This is going he's to... About, he's about to bring up his body pillow, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest area in Japan is called Akito. Okay, fine, whatever. It has been described as the backwater which leads the world. Okay, fine, mm. whatever. Yeah. Uh, the local authorities, instead of the usual emphasis on sheltered housing for retired people, encourage integrated living. There are socioeconomic reasons for this, Vince. I thought for a moment you said shelling housing for retirement people. I'm like, yeah, right, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> the elderly offer childcare, and in return, working-age families offer services which the older residents need. Women are able to work without the uncertainties and costs of childcare, and elderly people have a useful role as well as support. Okay, so I get assigned a random year granda who who's gonna teach my kids how to listen to GB News. All right, that sounds amazing. Well, well, no, you wouldn't know because like it's very much a your parents will live with you forever type deal in a lot of these kind yeah, of places, and is. like it's it's fully for socioeconomic reasons that this is a thing that is encouraged. Like it, it's bullshit. It's my own This is some sort sure. of like honourable trait or whatever that we should all aspire to. It's it's nonsense. See, like, Japan is... Japan's basically corporate fascist when you really pull it apart, right? It's, it's, it's like, a, if you don't really have a democracy in there, it's all stage-managed, and it's all for the benefit of corporations and for the old screwing over the young. And yes, Japan is kind of ahead of us. Um, and I guess this kind of gives the game away, doesn't it? It's well, just that rather in Japan they do nominally have some basic societal things that we don't have here. There's still some community things that they have there, like they've got respect for the elderly. There is a nominal respect for nature, though actually it's overblown a lot of the time. Um, and you know that there, there are some basic community things still sort of alive there a bit, due to a whole bunch of socioeconomic factors uh, following from the restructuring after World War Two mainly, right? Um, and we 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 are headed for Japan, but without any of the virtues, essentially. Or any of the cool drawings vi- of tentacles. Well, not if Vince has anything to say about it. Still, just I just <sighs> Japan is not something to aim to be ever. Like, I, I, don't get me wrong. I like the Japanese people I've met. I like the Japanese people full stop, I suspect. If I, you know, was to go to the country, I'd probably get on very well with the people I met there. But Japan, the state, and the state that Japan is in, is not something to be envied or copied at no, all. No, no, it's it's kind of shit. Um, <clears throat> maybe, maybe we can wrap this up in the last point. He's got a final so... point. All right, Vince, bring it home. You've been working up to it. We <laughs> I believe just like in to, you. Just, before I go on, I'd just like to see how much fun it is hearing Rob suffer this much at an article this never happens <laughs> <laughs> well usually I get like my nosebleeds and like s- small aneurysms out of the way while I read it the first time ah crazy life <laughs> finally there are millions of older people who cannot work and depend on care as okay. with others who have a physical or mental disability or chronic illness they rely on an army of carers many carers are volunteers and are unpaid especially relatives of dependent loved ones. Yeah. 
They may not pay tax and are not counted in GDP statistics, but they substitute for people who do and are. Their role in an ageing economy needs to be factored in. That means providing much more respite care, both as a compassionate measure and as a means of postponing when people have to go into expensive institutional care permanently, and far more generous carers' allowances to compensate for dropping out of formal work. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That's, you know, that's that's the most human thing that he's said so far. Yeah, but again, it's just, it, it's just, let's adjust the carers' allowance. It's not any sort of actual, like, recognised and meaningful um, category that you can slot yourself into. It's just make sure you apply for this probably still shitty benefit. But it's Vince Cable, so what would you expect there? Britain has the advantage of time to prepare gradually for an ageing population and to adapt. No, it doesn't. For many, that will mean working longer. But that is the price we pay for living longer. Yeah, we. Who the fuck's we? Yeah. (laughs) This man was once, like, very in the top levels of, you know, power and made decisions that still impact the lives we live today. Fucking hell. This man once got to bring it... This man once got to bring his sippy cup along when he listened to George Osborne. <laughs> like, god damn. Yeah. I, I feel genuinely a bit, I've said it before, mentally and spiritually bereft after that. <laughs> Just, and well, like, here's the thing, like, like, okay, I said I'd, I'd deconstruct this a tiny little bit, David. Um, Like, that is masterfully put together for complete and utter bullshit, right? Yes. Because there's a lot of rhetorical tricks going on there. Like, he talks about how wealth is disproportionately concentrated in the in the elderly, and therefore that's the reason we should make the elderly continue to work longer um, when they can't do otherwise. Like, what he's basically saying is wealth is disproportionately concentrated in the elderly, so we need the poor elderly to work longer. And he's, he's playing this inter- intergenerational divide thing as, like, a, a fucking cover and by the way to get manufacture kind of consent for this action for this action he wants to undertake and all throughout like the 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 amount of chicanery going on in this and the amount of intentional blindness to as rob said gee i wonder how that happened it's really quite like vince has still got it he's still got it he's still got the ability to spin absolute horseshit but but he's still peak libbed in because this is terrible absolutely terrible because if there's one voting base the Lib Dems have a chance of capturing after the Tory social care fuck up it's actually the regressive elderly and he's pissing out the wall yep these are the people who ideologically operate within the progressive alliance sphere yes this is what we're supposed to look forward to as opposition like (laughs) The, the progressive is of a progressive alliance is basically we have no objection to Starmer's version of Labour apart from the fact they've displeased the paymasters and we see an opportunity to supplant them so we can be the Democrats who collect a fee by being an ineffectual opposition. That's yes. what the progressive alliance basically wants to be. The pick me's of capitalist cronies, basically. Mm. Well, that's um, yeah. That's that's a, a gaze into the mind of a lived and we have not done this oh, in a while. Shit. Sorry, commentary. <laughs> Correct. Okay, so that is that. Thank fuck. What what a fun roller coaster of emotion tonight <laughs> has been. Before we disappear though, let's have a little look ahead and see what we've got coming up, shall we? So we have got a special two part premium episode 
which should have been very last month. Very special. Very special. <laughs> Incredibly um, special. Yeah, that will be dropping at some point um, in the next week or so. It's it's well so worth look it. out it's, for that on the Patreon. I, mean, I don't remember much of it, but I think it was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were around hour two when the drugs began <laughs> yeah. to take hold. Mm. So we've got that coming up. We have... Um, Sinan coming back on for a cursed book oh, reading yeah. next week. Very good. Look book. forward oh, to that. That'll be oh, great. That's a free episode, so that'll be out for everyone. Um, we have another premium episode after that in December. We then have another premium episode coming out in December, and then we've got another premium episode coming out right at the start of January as well. So there's plenty going on on the Patreon. So if you would like in on any of that, patreon.com forward slash praxiscast. Uh, five quid a month and you will get access to all of that and everything previous to it uh, along with that we should have an episode out every single week for you um, across Christmas we are going balls to the wall to get all the fucking content recorded, I'm losing my mind with the amount of editing that's going to need to be done and the amount of planning that's going to need to be yeah. done and just the amount of You're, fucking bullshit that needs to be yeah, done you the, listener. the amount of fucking bad movies I need to watch and also like you know apologies to our Patreon subscribers, but we didn't have a bonus episode out last month. Hopefully, the bumper pack you're getting this month more than makes up for it. Yeah, and, you are uh, effectively getting four episodes in December, two. and you'll probably get two in January as well. Yeah. So, apologies for the fuck up, but uh, we hope this makes up for it. Uh, let's let's go. Uh, we'll see you all hopefully um, on the next Patreon episode. If not, we'll see you on the next free one. Yep. Hi. Cheerio. Oops, bye. Bye. bye.